Welcome to Berlin Topic. We're here. We live on for another episode in the playoffs. Now, um, I just want to say that I have Tim and Jeff with me here for a minute. Just indulge me. Let's take a deep breath in. And let it out. <sighs> if you have not exhaled since last night, which I can't imagine that anybody hasn't, just let it go. Just let it all out. Like, wow, that was a nail biter for much of the game. And um, I have to say that I personally, uh, I had my doubts and I didn't want to express them publicly, but I can now. I'm weak and I wasn't sure they could do it. I mean, I think we all had our doubts, especially after... Um, Kapanen undressed Tuka on the ice. Oh, yeah. Didn't that look like a shootout? Like, Tuka was like, oh, shit, it's a shootout goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was bad. It's like he embarrassed the shit out of Marchand there, too, right? Yeah, I was sitting there and like, did Marchand get tripped? No, Marchand just kind of fell. Died. Yeah, <laughs> he tried. He tried to get the call there. He actually said that in his post game. He said he he quote unquote said, "I thought I got tripped there, but I mean, game seven of the playoffs, you're not going to get a tripping call there, especially if your name is Brad Marchand and you're on the power play." <laughs> I almost rather that he didn't get the call because you just know what would have been said after that. So, of course, yes, all those uh, aspiring her. Hercule, uh, Hercule Poirot in, in 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 Toronto would have would have had the field day with that one. Oh God! So we're here to talk about games six and seven of that uh, first round series against Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs. It it's spring, so the Leafs fall. <laughs> golf, uh, Leafs, golf, golf, Leafs, golf, golf. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is about the time you're going to start mulching your leaves, right? So, pretty fitting. Uh, 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 so, this series was exhausting. It was so exhausting. Like, I, honestly, I was, I was relieved that the series was just over that, to the point where the Bruins winning was gravy at, at first. I'm just like, this is too much. I, I don't think that I got super excited about the win. At the end, I was just like, good, we won. Now I don't have to go on this emotional roller coaster anymore. I, I don't like roller coasters. I don't want to do this. So here I'm going to express my, my joy while we're recording this podcast. I mean, you know, in the second, I was really afraid that this was going to be our last podcast, like of of the postseason anyway. Yeah. So that made me sad because I was just like, I've got it. We're in the rhythm. I am prepared to stay awake all night to get this done. Um, oh, my gosh. Side note, this will be the longest we do the podcast into the playoffs. Oh, already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So game six in which the Bruins decided to suck. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that was just that was just bad. I think I stopped taking notes on that game because <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it's 
It's like someone forgot to tell him that we were playing a game. I mean, for some reason, for some reason, but Bruce decided to put a freaking Wingles on Krejci's wing. So, <sighs> and Rick Nash down on the third line because two Nash team had to be together. What? It was a Wingles and a prayer, and it didn't work. Oh, Tim, oh. I am sending you to the <laughs> penalty box. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear me? I did. Two puns make it right. Two puns make it right. I dig it. You're going to the penalty box two minutes for dad joking. <laughs> <laughs> no Lady Bing trophy here. <laughs> That's when I said. That's when I said when Nolachari got into his his first and only fight. No lady big for him. Uh, but anyway, okay. Game six sucked. Let's let's go back to that. Um. Rick, Rick Nash's inability to to finish on on his all of his scoring chances really came to the head where I started being upset about the whole everything about Rick Nash there too. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? And it's not like he's it's not like he's playing bad, although we're talking about game, game six. Game, game six it was he played it was kind of bad. In game, game seven he was stupid. Yeah. Okay, so you know, this was the, the dig on and Rick Nash coming to Boston at the trade deadline, is that you know, uh, if you're looking at him statistically just from like just simple stat lines, the guy disappears because he can't fucking score. It's not that he's not trying; it's just he can't. What is well, wrong? Is the weirdest fucking. Wait, what's the weirdest fucking thing? Like, like, did he like like piss off an old gypsy lady or something? Actually, that seems plausible. I should go burn some sage around his locker. <laughs> yeah, something lucky rabbit's foot. Uh... Some cleansing ra- ritual. Yes, let's do it. I bet you he has probably up in the top half of scoring chances uh, on the team during this whole series, and he had one goal to show for it. Ugh. Yeah, I just I uh, know I was just like I just I just don't understand what's going on there. It, again, definitely a gypsy. I just can't help but think that uh, Dave Lozo said that Frederick Anderson is a good enough goalie to win your team a game four to three. That happened literally in the series before, but that wasn't game six, nor was it game seven. I don't know what it is. It's like maybe Nash is just like taking shots that are predictable or. Well, I think that was a Bruins issue overall is, yeah, they had a ton of shots peppered at um, Anderson. A lot of their shots were like straight on. There was no screens out in front, no deflections. They had a lot of almost easy shots. They were scoring chances, but they may not have been necessarily quality scoring chances just because it was easier for Anderson to block. Even the worst goalie is going to block a puck straight on. Which I just don't understand. They knew that Anderson, they need to screen Anderson. Why did they forget to for like three games in a row? (sighs) That I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. I feel like Bruce Cassidy just won this series a little bit by accident. I'm not saying that I'm not saying anything bad about Bruce. I'm just saying that Mike Babcock outcoached him, which you would expect with a guy with that much experience. He outcoached him in the games that, that Toronto won. 
And, and at least one of the other ones we won as well, really. About to say, you know, the first two games there, Cassidy came out and coached the pants off, off Babcock for games one and two, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with it is, that, so it kind of looked like, okay, at least they're going to have this Cassidy out coaching Babcock. Even I'm guilty of this. But what it is is um, Babcock is such a good coach. He's more like a sentinel from the X-Men. Just absorbs the power of those uh, 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 of, the, of those attacking it, and then turns them, and then turns them to sender. Um, wow! Yeah, I I had no idea that Mike Babcock was a sentinel. To me, it's almost like Cassidy tried too hard, especially like Wingles on the second line. He was trying way too hard, um, starting the fourth line in a game. It's trying too hard to kind of do something. I have no, no. problem. I have no problem starting the fourth line. Um, uh, you know, at the start of the game, I, I I don't have a problem with that. But the the Wingles, it's like I'm going out of my way to not play Ryan Donato. You know, because I played him in one game and he wasn't that great. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it was the right thing to scratch Denton Heinen, and I'm, I've come to the conclusion that I um, Cassidy might be the master of the. Um, uh, Development scratch. I think you said the motivational scratch, right? Yeah, yeah, like like because he did it with, with DeBrusque back in December and, and back in, in November, and he never looks back, right? Yep. And you know, and does it with Heinen, and Heinen turns around in Game Seven and scores. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. That said, I mean, like, why why Wingles over Donato? I just, I honestly think that Donato can be kind of pushed off the puck easily at times and things like that that I don't think he wanted him out there against the Leafs. I don't just don't think he liked the matchup there for whatever reason. I I don't blame him in that respect, but I also think that, you know, putting wing it was like putting a, an anchor on David Krejci and saying swim to the surface. You asked too much of Wingles there. Yeah, and and nothing was happening on that line. No, nothing at all. I mean, DeBrusque was still all over the ice because he's been all over the ice all the way through, but he, he had nothing he had nothing to work with. No. That's one of the things that's like really, really frustrating is that, you know, you'll see players who are making efforts and stuff and then other people are dragging behind. So many times you'd see somebody go up into the attack zone and they look like they're by themselves on the ice. I know that line changes happen and some line changes are easier to do than others for whatever reason, but it was just like, how about if you put some more guys on the ice? To that point, how many times did we see DeBrusque get down into there and try to, like, you know, make a pass through the middle of the zone and completely miss because no one was there to back him up? That happened way too often, and it happened a lot. It happened an awful lot during uh, Game 6. Yeah. Wow, we have a lot of energy for this game. You know what? Let's move on to the fun one. (laughs) (laughs) Bruins lost game game, six. Game six sucks. The end. Oh, wait. There was game seven. Ah! One last note on on game six. Of course, Toronto had the terrible tragedy that had happened. Was it earlier that day? Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Um, Uh. Look, I, I don't want to call too much more attention to it other than it's a, a terrible thing that that guy did. 
and uh, no words will actually adequately describe how I feel about that. But you had to feel like Toronto was going to rally behind that because that's what happens in these situations. I mean, it's happened with Boston. They went to the Stanley Cup final. It happened with Vegas. It happened with Florida this year. Uh, You know, so many uh, communities have had terrible things that have happened within them. And I, I, hope that Toronto heals from that. You know, they yeah. will. They will. They're strong. They will get through that. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on to what Jeff calls the fun game. The game which most people described as having heart attack after heart attack. That, um, uh, that, that, uh, we didn't, never really got to play, got to, to playoffs, but it was kind of in that, too. It never obviously got to, to overtime, but that game, the entire thing sort of remind me of that John Boy tweet. Um, what's it? Uh, um, why watch play? Why watch overtime playoff hockey when you can um, uh, snort cocaine and ride a motorcycle out of a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been less exciting. <laughs> that game, it was wild, and I don't know that I've watched a playoff game for any sport in recent memory for that for a team that I was cheering for. And been up and down so many times. Yeah. Well, I start right off the bat. I I said that I don't have a problem starting the fourth line, and I don't, except when the fourth line does something dumb, like Sean well, Corrale with his tripping. Oh, and, <laughs> oh, it was a bad one. Yeah. And I mean, credit to uh, the Leafs. As soon as the puck dropped, they switched out there to input the Matthews line in once they realized that Bruins had the fourth line on and uh, they they drew the penalty. Yeah. Well, that was dumb. And it led to a a power play goal by Patrick Marlowe, who every time I hear Marlowe, his name, I keep thinking, it's your dog. (laughs) <laughs> no no tim's marlowe is much less derpy this is true, well, true. Mar- marlowe is in a perpetual state of derpy dad face it's fantastic <laughs> well last night derpy dad face got two in the first yes he did <laughs> i didn't say he was a bad player i'm just saying he just always looks you know awkwardly excited to be there derpy hey dad <laughs> hey did you know that the Marlows adopted the little black cat that was on the SAP ice during their their uh, Stanley Cup run a couple of years ago. Oh, oh I knew wow. someone had. I didn't know it was Marlow. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, mostly his wife uh, posts pictures of her. So, so, so between them, them and like um, Nazem Kadri's cat Jazzy, they're like they're just like the cattiest team out there, huh? Yeah, I guess so, but uh, Kadri's still an asshole, and I don't want to think anything nice about him. So, besides, if I think about hockey players with cats, I just I just think about Bobby Bobby Ryan's like small army of Maine Coons and laugh. Oh God, why are you bringing up the worst people ever? Do you have any other hockey players that I hate that have cat cute cats that you want to talk about? Those are the only ones I know about cats. But Zenon Kanavka had a bunny. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) You know, bunnies can be trained to do things. They can be very smart. Um, I have a friend who had a bunny named Ronan who was just adorable and so smart. Um, And just like, just like chilling and hanging out with people in the living room. He had a litter box. It was great. Anyway, yes, the game. Joe Marlowe. Not Joe Marlowe. Let's try it again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Patrick Marlowe. I don't know if I should cut that out. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe. No, I should uh, probably leave that. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe. Who I almost called Patrick Carlo. Okay. <laughs> wow. Patty Moore. <laughs> Patty Moore had two goals in the first. And it was annoying as fuck. <laughs> Patrick O'Marlowe. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was afraid he was going to get a hat trick and I was going to be pissed off because no hat tricks on our ice anymore, you jerks. But in between, we had DeBrusque. He had a power play goal. So, you know, the lead kept and then, going and then back and forth. Too, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah the Heine goal. So then it was, yeah, it was 1 nothing Leafs. Then it was 1 1. And then it was 2 1 Leafs. And then it was 2 2. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then Bergy got us the lead. Yeah, Bergy got us the lead before it's the end of the period. Oh, it was nice. And that was to a see beautiful him... play by Miller. Well, what happened? I, I, I don't really remember. I blocked out much of last night. He, he shot it purposely oh, wide to, go yeah. by, to, to <laughs> hit off the board behind the goal, and then it went right to Bergeron on the other side of the net. And he stuffed it in, and it was perfect. It was perfectly played. So you could say he went intentionally wide. Yeah, he definitely went intentionally and wide. banked it off the board, and then Bergie just was like, ching! <gasps> yeah. What if that's what Peverly, was always, Peverly and Pi were always trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, that would make sense given that Pie has terrible hands. Oh, man. I just... I wanted him to score so many goals. He had a... Wow, he had zip on his shots, too. Oh. But anyway. Yeah, so it was nice. We were all happy going into the the, the first intermission. Like, yay! Bruins were on top! I gotta tell you, if you were watching Nesson, that second intermission was way different than the first. Uh, I've never seen Billy Jaffe so upset. He was like really? he was like kind of pacing and moving around a lot more than he usually does and and he was just he's usually so like neutral and stuff, right? Yeah, he so. was just like no, the Bruins the Bruins are going to lose if they don't do this stuff. It was yeah, he was like he was agitated. That's what it was. I wouldn't say upset. He was agitated. You could just see just in his stance and and the way he was speaking, he was very agitated. It was just kind of like guys, I'm not through yet. Come on. I got a podcast to do and a family to support. Let's go. (laughs) 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 But I'm just sad because I won't, I I don't really know what he's going to do on Nesson right now. If they'll show him at all, but I'm going to miss the, the, um, the burgundy velvet suit. Man, that was a good look. Ness only gets the first round, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now we're on NBC Pray for Brian Boucher over Pierre. Well, Pierre's got to go go do the, the the Pittsburgh series, right? So. Oh yeah, he's he's got yeah. We're probably still going to be fun fact, with Fun fact about Pierre, I didn't know, and I learned this today. Pierre is in fact not his first name. Really. His first name is Regis. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so he's he's Regis Pierre Maguire. He is such a Regis too. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway please 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 brian boucher i love him and he's from rhode island and um uh, yeah I, john forsland for the play-by-play please instead of doc yes please thank you 
Oh, you know what? Hire Dave Gosher for some stuff. I know he would want to... Oh, I just love he and Boucher Boucher together. They're so fun. It's like all that Rhode Island in one place, huh? Oh, my God. It's like a Rhode Island explosion. Anyway, um, yes. Okay, so so anyway, we're we're stuck with NBC and NBC, SN, PDQ, blah, 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 ETC. Okay, so the the second period. Things turned, and they were ugly. (laughs) Yeah. We had two goals uh, on not that many shots. I don't... I don't have like four. It was like four to six. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, two two goals uh, by the the enemies. uh, Dermot, yeah, by two rookies who are fairly recent additions to the Bruins to to the Leafs roster too. Yep, uh, something called a Dermot. I can't remember his first name. Travis. Oh, Travis. Who names their Travis Dermot? Yeah. Ugh, who names their kid Travis anymore? But anyway, and Travis Dermot do. Well, they suck. (laughs) And then Kasperi Kapanen, who I love his picture. He looks so angry and Russian. Except he's Finnish. I know he's Finnish. (laughs) I I know. I I know what uh, Kapanen. Come on. I know that's a Finnish name. It was six shots in the second for Toronto. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> ugly. And Toronto iced the puck a million times, and the Bruins looked like they were on life support. It was... Bergy and, and Marshy looked like they were going to pass out. It was not good. The uh, How did Ty Anderson describe it? He said it was the worst period of Bruins hockey of the entire season. There you go. I, and, I, and, I, and I agree. Even, even worse than games that involved all three of Agostino, Schwartz, and Posma didn't look that bad. No. It looked pretty bad, but not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know if there's much more to say about that second period. I mean, you can talk about how things broke down if you want, or... Uh, how about we just oh. say fart noise and move on? Okay. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Then it all got better in the in the third period. Yeah, it did. Okay, because uh, in between, it's uh, Matt Grizzly kind of let on that uh, Zidane Chara just exploded uh, in the room. Uh, I don't know if it was at people or just exploded and motivational speech and get your shit together, guys. But uh, things were different in the third. Starting off early, uh, 110 in, Tori Krug. Scory. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, awesome. Oh, that was a great, great cycle out to the point, and somehow like the the part the seas completely parted for for Krug. It was fantastic, and you could tell that you know um, that Anderson had no fucking idea even who had the puck, let alone let alone that it had been shot at him. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure too on that play, um, it looked like um, that Toronto had won the faceoff initially, but I believe it was Miller stole it away right away and pass it out to Krug for the goal. I could be wrong there, but that's what it looked like. Yeah, Kevin, it was, it was just great. And um, that was, of course, at four on four. It was four seconds into the first four on four. That was Krejci and Hyman off for roughing. Wait, that wasn't, I thought the first one was the stupid fucking Rick Nash no, no, taking. No. No, the the, the uh, Nash one was the second was the uh, okay was the second one at three forty one. Yeah, that was dumb. Oh, that pissed me off so much because we because the Bruins were getting the power play. 
Yeah, we had, we were on the delay. There was a delayed penalty already in action, and then what the fuck, Rick Nash? <laughs> I, my theory on it was this: had the uh, Bruins not cycled the puck around so much, and it had been touched by a Leaf Leafs player um, sometime before the time that Rick Nash decided to get up and, and retaliate, it had it had that happened, then he wouldn't have retaliated. Uh, it would have just been played dead, and then we would have had a, a power play. But you know what? I think it's actually better that we didn't go on the power play there. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they, they threw out a stat. Jack threw out a stat about how uh, Toronto was, like, the worst at 4-4. Four and four. They they were not good at scoring on 4-4, four and, four, four and, four, and they were terrible at, at preventing a score on 4-4. Four and four. He said, and the Bruins were the be- one of the best, if not the best. Yes. At, at and, and, and we showed that because, of course, on the second time around after Rick Nash got stupid, Jake DeBrusque, oh, my God. Jake DeBrusque got stupid in a good way. Oh, my oh, gosh. That, that was just that, – that drive the entire thing is just like, ah, swoon. Need my fancy I mean, couch. I mean, <laughs> first of all, Gardner didn't know he was that fast. And then when he turned around – and opened up like that, you were just like, whoa. Like, if that had been anyone on the def- anyone on the Bruins' defense, I would have been like, what the fuck is he doing? And then he tried to play the body rather than the puck and didn't work at all. <laughs> you know, the, the Leafs have done this thing where each game they've lost, exactly one defenseman was cataclysmically bad. It was Morgan Riley in game one. It was Nikita Zaitsev in game two. Game, th- game four is an exception because game four was fucked up and weird. But this one, well, poor. I mean, I feel almost bad for Jake Gardner because that's just like, that's a special kind of disastrous game. Yeah, he... And, oh my God, how about last night? Uh, was it was it Morgan Riley who took um, a uh, Zanino Chara's slap shot to the face? Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. And he came back. I, I, I was like, "How you, you, you don't have an upper mandible anymore?" I mean, he and he's lucky too that Zdeno didn't get everything on that because, like, as soon as it came off his stick, it was almost like a knuckle puck. So yeah, he didn't he, get it square, which he, is lucky. If he'd gotten, if he'd gotten Danoed, he'd be dead now. Yeah. Oh God! Like, oh. Like, like we're or we're talking like major facial reconstruction surgery or something because. Like if he if he'd ripped off a full, you know, I mean, he's not going to rip off a hundred and eight eight mile in the uh, in play, but you know, if he fire rips off a ninety five mile of a slapper in in play, and you catch it just below the nose. But think about it this way: what if Zidane Chara has been trying to loosen up on his his slap shot, you know, still make it potent without that potent? Uh, since Shea Weber like let off that one in practice that took out David Poyle's eye. I think it's and a big part of it is that the slapper. We've talked about it before. There's just not a lot of place for the slapper in play anyway. No, but there are times where it can be really effective, especially if it's a Zidane Chara slap shot you don't want to be Well, yes, away, because but... when you leave a smoking <laughs> hole through through the chest of a goaltender. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when he again, I remember, I, I remember to the 2011 um, uh, uh, semi, semifinals against, um, uh, against um, uh, Philadelphia. Um, that one of the, when they moved their way through that three man goalie carousel, the one the game Bobrovsky got, the man wisely dove out of the way of a Chara slapper. 
Well, yeah, you, at that point, you can Fulton read that thing and just duck. Yeah. Speaking of ducking, did you see all the Leafs fans' reactions to, 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 to Brad's ducking out of the way of the slapper after that proceeded to, you know, uh, ruin Morgan Riley's face? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, God. Dirty play by Marshan. There were people that were convinced he was. No, no, I mean, people that said dirty play by Marshan, they were joking, but there were people that were convinced that that was a set play. Like, yeah, he was, like, goading <laughs> Riley to not duck. And then, like, they wanted to take out Riley. Basically, Chara and Marshan were in on it. Oh, my God. So, and... okay, so it was kind of like that conspiracy last year that Dave Lozo uncovered where uh, Backstrom and Ovi and other players in the, the Caps room were going to take out Sid. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the funniest thing. I mean, because it's complete... You know, it's it's complete satire, you know, because he's just like, people thought, how could you write this thing? Or how could you say that? Sidney Crosby is the best player in the world and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, everybody's conspiracy theory about how they did that is absurd. Oh, it's it's some serious, serious Warren Report nonsense. Yeah, he just expanded on the nonsense to point out to you how absurd it was. Okay? I mean, it was hilarious, but it was absurd. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, no. Brad Marchand did not go up to, uh, you know, Zdeno Char didn't say, Brad, come here, I've got this plan. Okay, you duck. I'm going to take out Morgan Riley with my slap shot. You duck, I break face of guy who can't spell own name. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he spell his name right now. (laughs) I hit him so hard he he spelled name right. (laughs) He hit him so hard that the letters rearranged themselves on his jersey. I do kind of want someone just to hit him hard and when he drops the it's just like, E before I, motherfucker. <laughs> Except after C. Boom. That would be so great. Um, I want to be in that person's body when they do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just want to bean John Malkovich into them long enough to do that. And, yes! And, and, and then end up beside that highway in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound like something I would do. some German pronunciation thing got into that thread. (laughs) Yep, I sure did. (laughs) I was right. (laughs) E before I, people. E before I. That's how you spell Riley. Yes. Pasternak. Just, he put the the sauce on it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he did. It was the gravy. Brad, Brad, work to set up that posture not goal was gorgeous <laughs> yeah and and once once the uh once pasta got the puck it was like um controller unplugged for the toronto defense because they just like kind of watched it. 
You know what, though? He, Pasternak had to score a goal because he wore the hat. He did. <laughs> Maybe he knows now. Now he knows. Speaking of that, speaking of Sapostik, clearly needs to wear the hat. Um, we learned we learned yesterday that um, I don't know, after having, despite having won games, despite changing up my boost throughout the series, I decided to go back to what worked for game one. Cider, even though cider is like never my first choice, I don't even know why I had it in the first the first time round. And then that the, the game happened, so apparently I'm drinking cider for the rest of the playoffs. So Does it cool. have to be the same cider? There are a lot of interesting ciders out there. I mean, this is a decent one. It's a craft one from here in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and it's you know the appropriate. It's it could stand to be a little drier, but it's you know decently dry, so it'll do. Stella Artois has a dry one that's actually pretty good. Hmm. I have not been drinking any alcohol during this series, which is surprising. It, there have been a couple of days where I've had to take ibuprofen uh, in the course of the day, and I never know how long I should wait before I drink. So it's spring, which means that my sinuses are horrible. Yay, spring allergies. Uh, I've got it today with my like congestion slash throat today. Oh. Yeah, it's terrible. So it's like I've been taking ibuprofen. Why am I not taking allergy stuff? Well, here's the funny thing. The allergy stuff really dries me out, and I don't need to be dried out. It's just that my my sinuses are inflamed. That's what it is. Oh, God, it's been terrible. But anyway, my point is, is that I haven't been drinking. But the first night, I got a pizza that was half pepperoni and half sausage and peppers, and I wore my Achari shirt, jersey thing the weird uh, cherry shirt right <laughs> last night i got a pizza with half pepperoni and half sausage and peppers and i wore my cherry shirt boom so i'm hoping that it's the food is optional because i don't want to have pizza that much but i just figured you know what I, I could just do this and vegas has been wearing her david backus jersey which she's so cute when she puts it on because she just like lays there and lets me put it on and then she's like, why you take it off now, mommy? She's so cute. Uh, Glenn has to drink his uh, IPA, his Sam Adams hazy whatever it is IPA. I don't, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I just can't stand the, the scent of it, but that's what you have to do for the playoffs. So, so it's the Achari jersey. Apparently that's the one that's working or the Brandon Carlo jersey. I only wore that once and that worked. So See the Krug the Krug jersey. We knew we lost the game. The game I didn't wear it. We also did lose two games that I did wear it. Hmm. But we also won four games that I wore it. So. So maybe it's just kind of like, it, it's a helper, but it's not the only thing. Helper, but it's not the only thing. Right. Right. It's just hard to figure this out. But um, yeah. So <laughs> back to finish up that game. Marshy empty netter, which was wonderful because then we could really stop worrying i mean the 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 pasta goal was quota and then this one was seven oh my god seven to four what a wonderful score and it's fitting because jake debrusque had such a good game and then they win seven to four now 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 here's the thing i pointed out last night and so the real lesson for the leafs here is they need to not score four goals in game sevens against the bruins (laughs) <laughs> oh boy no i was waiting yeah. for you to go on 
No, no, that's really it. They, they, that's the big thing the Leafs need to learn. It's like, okay, no more scoring four goals in game sevens against the Bruins because apparently think something's cursed. <laughs> yeah, so they should have really made an effort to score five, but they didn't, and yay, I'm so happy. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's uh, that went pretty badly for the, for the Leafs. I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. People here are kind of grumpy. Not tons, you know. You know, Halifax is, 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 is very much a uh, mixed... Um, uh, um, uh, affiliation city, but uh, at least fans were sad, which made me happy. Yeah, I'm so glad to be done Toronto, and the Red Sox are currently losing to the Blue Jays, which kind of sucks, but to be done with the uh, Maple Leafs and their fandom right now is great. It's, uh, it's just a weight that's like lifted off my shoulders right now. Yeah, because I, you know what? I've never had any problems with Tampa fans. I'm good with them. I'm sure that they've got their crappy fans, just like every fan base, but... I'm they not... do. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't had any problems with them, so... Come at me. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, we know our opponent. It's uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, it's nice to know that uh, it's that, that it's them. Like, before we before the first series, we didn't know who it was. So, yes, it's Lightning, and we are very well acquainted with them. And the season series, they went with the Bruins, won it 3-1. to But that one game was problematic. But it also had some key Bruins injuries. I don't think that Bergeron was playing that game. I think Rick Nash was out, or he got knocked out of that game. That was McAvoy's first game back. Yeah, so there were a lot of different things. So I am, at this point, choosing to be positive and not worry about it. Well, also, the Bruins just, like, basically just phoned. That was when they, at the very end, when they were phoning in for most games, right, too, right? So Yeah, I think that game was more important to Tampa than it was to Boston, to be honest. Because uh, Boston had already beaten them three times in a short period of time. I think I think Boston matches up better against Tampa than they do uh, Toronto. So I'm not saying that it won't go seven because I expect it to go six or seven games, but I I think it's a better matchup. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's wrong, Jeff? You sound so sad. No, no, no. I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually pretty bullish for this series. Like it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a fun one, but. Uh... I think the matchup's good for good for Boston. Vasilevsky hasn't looked good in a long time. It's just New Jersey didn't have enough firepower for it to matter. Right. Yep. It, it, we saw Vasilevsky basically melt down in that one game, uh, the, the last game that uh, I went to before the playoffs, that, that Tampa game. Yeah, well, and, and for a month leading up to the playoffs, Vasilevsky was awful in general. Yes, uh, because well, yeah, the he... workload was too high. Yeah, a case of Freddie Anderson there. Same thing. And, and I think the big reason why it wasn't a problem, why, he, why his his he didn't present a problem for against New Jersey is that New Jersey basically couldn't score out when um, Hall and Ishier were off the ice. So my point being is that you gave Vasilevsky's playoff numbers probably look pretty good, look okay now, but I don't think that I think that's not real. I hope it's an. Illusion. I would agree with that. My timeline is already a mess. Tampa and Boston. I'm just like. Oh. It's already a shitstorm. For selfish reasons, I am hoping the series goes to six games. Because 
After so many years of hoping for this, I get a birthday game! Woo! Woo! Yes, my birthday is is a game day night. Uh, game six would be it. Uh, it would be so exciting. They're playing on our anniversary. That is the second game in this series. But we can't go to that because it's in Tampa Bay. I mean, we could, but it's harder to do that. And we're probably not going to do that. But uh, we're also not going out to dinner that night. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> you may be having a pizza that's half pepperoni, half sausage and <laughs> <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> If for some reason the Bruins decide to sweep the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, that would be great. But um, I'm counting it to go to at least six. Six is great. Six is is six is a good number. Uh, no seven, just six. Six is fine. Five, five's great too. Let's do that. But Bruins, you win this series, damn it. Yes. Yes. Just you know, get get a char- get a char- Chari Schaller out there to drive um, uh, Kucherov and uh, Stamkos nuts again. Yes. Two of them are way up inside those up inside those two stars uh, heads, which is ridiculous that, you know, like, our fourth line is doing that. Yeah. Like, like I understand like I appreciate that, 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 you know, sports is passionate, right? At the same time, you're t- you're a player like Stamkos and Kucherov. You are fucking up bad. If you're letting Achari and Schaller get, get inside your head space. <laughs> yeah. It, when you're a star like that, you have to kind of like let the peons go. Not necessarily that they're peons, but they're not Stamkos and Kucherov. But you know what? Again, I think we're I think we're we're in a good place here. You know, despite them trading for McDonough, they're playing him with Girardi because that's like totally a decision you can make. So, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, if you're gonna worry about de- a defenseman for them, you're gonna worry about Hedman. Hedman is ridiculous. Well, yeah, but like I'm thinking, like we live and die on on the matchups almost with their second pairing. Is uh sometimes like hey, they have a killer top pairing, but you know unless they unless Cooper gets really creative with when he rolls his pairings versus his his, his forward lines. <laughs> she even Tuka gets a little like antsy about that, you know, about that one there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know she can't hear you right because I'm wearing headphones. I know, but but it's the fun. (laughs) People want to hear a cat and a human talking. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Oh, by the way, uh, I I will save some of the comments from this week. to Sunday, I'm going to scoot them over to Sunday this week uh, because the show will go long enough. Uh, but uh, there was a comment. Some uh, it was a very funny comment about uh, somebody drinking beer last night and uh, that it was satisfying or something or it did the job. And he's like, "That is something that you can say about the Budweiser." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's taken off across the nation. Around the world. We, we, we have managed to make, make fetch a thing. So, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think of it as being judgmentally non-judgmental. Or non-judgmentally judgmental. There we go. Non-judgmentally judgmental. That's, that's what it is. 
that's a lot of stuff. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about the Tampa Bay schedule. Right now, we know that there are... Oh, I'm sorry. Am I stepping on somebody's toes? Or do you just uh, want me to do this? I can just do this. No. Oh, <laughs> my God. Here we go. Hey, hey, listeners. Well, here we are. Made it to the second round of the playoffs. Matched up. Oh, Tampa Bay Lightning. The series we all knew was coming. The series that... I, for one, well, my body's been ready for a couple weeks for this series. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so your your pump is primed, huh? <laughs> oh, you have no idea. So. <laughs> series starts off 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, April 28th. The Emily Arena in Tampa. And with game two on the 30th, so that's Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, the, again in Tampa. And then what's that? Oh, it's 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 going to be May, huh? My favorite month. Games at the Garden on uh, Wednesday the 2nd and on uh, Friday the 4th, 7 p.m. Eastern time, both games. And... Uh, you know, there might be some other games down the road, hopefully, or maybe not hopefully, depending on how the first, you know, we sweep them, that's okay. But, you know, all, yeah, so, so if there's a game five, it'll be on uh, Sunday, May 6th. Game six would be on Tuesday, the 8th. And the game seven would be on Thursday, Thursday, May 10th. Wow. I lost my, I lost my groove. The, the sexy schedule talk kind of fell apart there at the end. It did, because you forgot to mention that if there is a need for a Game 5, it is in Tampa. If there's a need for a Game 6, it's going to be in Boston! I'm excited <laughs> about that day. I should not, because it just means I'm going to be old. And uh, if there's a need for a Game 7, which, God help us, no. Yeah, I, I could use a series or two without a Game 7, please. Yes, uh, it would be in Tampa, and all of those are to be determined. Well, you don't want 2011 again? <laughs> hey, hey, 2011, the second round was only four games because they fucked up the Flyers. Good. That's true. That's true, but they still had like three game sevens. So Just do your job, Bruins, and win it in less games than seven. No exhausting series, please. So you, you did not find the Leafs matchup very sexy. That's what I, I learned today. Yeah, you know... I find, you know, William Nylander distra- distractingly ugly, so. <laughs> I think he's just got this, like, little boy face. Yeah, but it's sort of like he doesn't belong there. Like, like Mitch Mar- Marner looks like he's 12 years old because he is 12 years old. Nylander sort of looks like his face and head didn't, you know, mature with the rest of his body. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. Are you going to be mad at me about the living on a prayer thing? What the fuck, VA? I'm, not I'm so proud. If you convert the arena, I could, I could wrap my head around it, but you started singing from your couch. Okay. I'm so proud. I'm going to tell you a secret. I sang it at the arena on, on game two. 
Again, I can understand it would happen theory, and you don't want to be like the one that looks like a fucking soil sport. But but last night it was like I just caught up, I got caught up in the moment, and it was just like they were doing such a good job of it. They carried it out through the chorus, and and I was just like taken by it. Speaking of dumb songs, the least deserve to get their shit caved in for for playing Sweet Caroline all those times when they, all the games in Toronto. Oh God, they were fucking trolling us with the music selections. It was so annoying. Yep. But I'm surprised I, they didn't start playing Dropkick a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. It would have been slightly more appropriate, I guess. But, you know, I just, you know, Jeff, what you need to do is this. Just picture that Glenn and I got taken by the body snatchers and we were replaced by exact duplicates. But now we only point and look with this horrible look on our face and we go, <gasps> like, that's what I said all all this episode, right? That's all I said. This is going to be so cute to listen to. Okay, why don't we just wrap it up? Well, hang on. Let's, let's um, you know, just uh, briefly maybe an update on the, um, uh, the, the, the the bracket. Oh, do you want to do that now and not Sunday? Uh, okay, do you have it? I just brought it up, yeah. Motherfucker. Yes, yes, Tim, you are tied for second with Trogdor the Burninator. That's, uh, you know who that one is? No. That would be my husband. Nice. Oh. <laughs> so in first place is the Nashes versus Nashville. They have 95 points by which they, yeah, so they got um, uh, every series right by the look of it. Yeah, every series right, and they got the right number of games in on a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, Did I get every well. series right? Yeah, I must admit I missed the, um, uh, the Pennsylvania series because I just so, so very wanted the Pens to lose. Oh, yeah, it would have been great. Just too bad because I got every other series right. I but, did uh, not get any of the games right except for the Bruins-Leafs games. And um, I, I fucked up on the Leafs-Ducks-San uh, Jose. Yeah, I got um, uh, the game number of games right for Bruins-Leafs and for Winnipeg-Minnesota. Yeah, so you know what? It's fun. Let's see what happens with this uh, second round. I, I do have some questions about what happened with Mandy with her uh, 33 points. I think with our other bracket that we got going on, uh, I think she put all of her eggs in that basket. And she took okay, the opportunity. I haven't looked at the other bracket since I set mine, I think. Yeah. She, she took the opportunity to do two different brackets. And I think this is the one that she um, was like, I don't want any of this to happen. So she put it here. And then she kind of foamed it in. Oh, <laughs> in the penalty box again. It's a five minute major on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stop serving it up to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So remember, it's all in good fun. But yes, whoever the Nashes versus Nashville is, good that's, work so far. That's Nick. <laughs> That's, uh, that's our Nick, I think. I'm pretty sure. But there's also a Nicholas. That's not... Uh, that. That is a listener. Oh, okay. Ooh. That is a listener. All I care is this, that the Bruins won, and we can live to podcast another day. Yeah, we can. Hooray! We bought ourselves a week, for sure. Woohoo! Uh, okay. The lottery's this weekend. Ooh. How much do you want Buffalo to fall to fourth pick overall? 
like, are, are you guys on pro Buffalo sympathy? This like that's about their time, or you just think it'd be funny for them to be like in, in the exercise in futility forever? Honestly, sympathy for me. You really want them to get Rasmus Dallin though? Okay, no. How about a little bit of sympathy? Like they get third in the lottery. Then I don't want them getting Dallin. I don't want him in our division. Oh god, he's like he's going to be in our division because half our fucking division lottery teams. Um. <laughs> all right, ready? We yeah. all know yep. that Edmonton is getting the top pick, right? <laughs> See, you know it's going to happen. Uh, fuck. Because <laughs> they're in it to win it. Uh, they're fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Draft another defenseman that you can trade away eventually. Woohoo! Yeah, so yeah, I, I realized it's like, I don't want to end up in Buffalo. It's like, oh crap, I don't want him in the Habs. I don't want, I don't, I don't wish good players. I don't wish Ottawa on good players. Okay, I guess if he ends, if Delian ends up in the division, I guess I'll tolerate Florida, but they have such impo- impossibly small odds of the, of, of the lottery. So, West, please. If the Arizona uh, Coyotes get him, then they can free up Oliver Ekman Larson, can't they? I mean, it'd be stupid to, but it'd be an option. Well, yeah. So maybe it'll work out for Anthony. Okay, come on. It's time to say Okay. Bo- yes. Yes. You've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Assuming it's one of those four places. If you like us, rate us five stars. Tell your friends. Scream us from the rooftops. Commission skywriting. Tell everyone about Barely on Topic. <laughs> you can also talk to us on Twitter, where we are at Barely on Topic, or by Facebook at, at Barely on Topic Podcast. And finally, you can reach each of us on our individual Twitter accounts. Um, I am at Dr. Hand Grenade, and if you wish to reach out to um, uh, Tuka here, that is the way to, best way to reach her as well, because she does not have her own account. <laughs> <laughs> I am at Tim A. Richardson. If you really want to talk to Marlo, he can be found there, too. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I am at VA from RI. And my dog has a Twitter account. I am Vegas the dog, and I don't run it at all. I have nothing to do with it, except that I... I um, basically just link to it every once in a while because she's cute. I don't. I have nothing to do with it. I'm not the person who runs it. It's all Vegas. All the time. She mostly tweets about David Backus. Well, he's, you know, he's the answer, right? He is the answer. And she likes that he is very much uh, a pro-dog and anti-breed uh, uh, specific legislation. Stupid BSL. <laughs> it's the downfall of civilization. Okay, Tim, take us out. McQuaid and boards indeed. <laughs>